Thanks for joining us on this special episode of the Father's House podcast. Today's lesson is a special excerpt from our recent 2021 Married People Date Night with special guest speakers, Pastors Kevin and Melissa Goff from The Rock Church in Phoenix, Arizona. If you are looking to get married or have been married for years, you'll definitely be blessed by this lesson. So let's jump right into it. All right. Wow, I didn't mean to cry so much, y'all. I almost had a breakdown up here. No, it's, it's, I was telling some of the tables, this is, uh, you know, there's, there's, real, there's real life. It's raw, you know, and, and people can say, oh, it was such a fairy tale. God restored you. And I'm like, our first year back together was hell. And uh, since then, we've gone through hell. And so it's, I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to just be a pastor that looks at you and says, oh, you should be like us because we got our stuff together. While we're getting our stuff together in this life, we want to teach principles that we've learned. And we don't want to teach things we haven't learned. That's terrible. I've seen pastors that do that. These are actual things we've lived. And so sometimes there are raw emotions attached to that. And I felt real compassion for the person that wrote that note. It wasn't about me having a breakdown over my son. It was really just I felt this compassion that this person, you know, some of the people that go through that are suffering at that moment. And they wouldn't ask that question if they weren't. So we have to have that, you know, that compassion and that empathy at that moment. So yeah. uh, we want to talk, just close out. We're not going to hold you long, I promise you, in this session. We just want to give you some ideas that we have, that we've learned of communicating. And if you, don't, if you don't have intentionality with communicating, then the problem is you're gonna, you're gonna tend to shy away from communicating. And if we talk from the beginning about how communication is what brings us intimacy into every aspect of our marriage, then with that intentionality, we, we have to have a plan. There's gotta be something in place as a plan. If you don't, what is, what's the old saying in business, if, you, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not, if you fell into plan, you're, what is it? Yes, you're planning to fail. Thank you. I knew it was something like that. Thank you, business guys. But, but the, the idea is you have to have something in place that says, this is how, this is how we do. This is, this, this is how we do. So anyway, sorry. My, my friend, Pastor Terry, will tell you everything's a song in my head. But this, these are some of the things that we put into place that really, just adds so much to our life, and we go through this process daily. This is something we put into place that we go through. And so this session right here, you might not have taken notes so far. I would put it on paper if yep. it's in front of you yep. or put it in your phone. Snap the phone, up, up, your pictures on top, this get the ideas. This is some information that can actually really help you with your communication and help bring some, some intimacy into your marriage and your life if you really put this plan into place. We just, we it's love. It's very simple. We, very it's simple. so super simple. And we just want to put, you know, like just some easy, like this is, we could walk away. And if we just learn this one thing and we walk away doing this, then we're going to be better. So we just want you to have tools to just walk away and know that you can grow and get better with this. Yeah, we call this our four L's. Come on, everyone say four L's. And uh, we, 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 we ran across this, and we thought, oh, let's do this. And it was so great because there's no way to get to know one another without communicating. Mm -hmm. 
And somebody said earlier, it may have been Thurman, I don't recall, but somebody said, you know, you, you got, yes, it was Thurman, you got to re-know your wife and get to know your wife. My wife changes like the weather, and uh, that's fine. She's a woman. She has that prerogative. Uh, one day, her favorite color will be pink, and the next day, her favorite color will be black. And the next day, I'm like, okay, so what's your favorite color now? <laughs> I ordered her a hamburger not long ago, and I said, listen, because I can order for her at any restaurant. By the way, that's not control. That's still chivalry because a man <laughs> should order for his wife. But anyway, so I... I <laughs> yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah, I can order well, for it is in our household. But anyway, so I said, I, I said, I said, she will have, and of course, she already tells me what she I don't tell her what to have. And I said, she'll have a hamburger, and this is what she likes it, no tomato. And she goes, no, I want tomato. I went, well, you don't like tomatoes? She goes, I've decided I'm going to like tomatoes. <laughs> So word up, brother, keep knowing your wife, keep knowing your wife, and communicating is the way we get to know one another, right? So some of the keys of communication, speak in such a way that others want to listen to you, and listen in such a way others want to speak to you. Did you hear that? So speak in such a way that others will listen to you, I'm talking about your spouse, speak in such a way that that spouse goes, oh, I, I want to hear what he or she has to say, then listen in such a way that they want to speak to you. So these are some of the things that we have to think about because a lot of times we're not listening. Maybe, maybe there's some things going on, you know, we're distracted, so on and so forth. But these are some of the things we've learned to talk about. The greatest intimacy in marriage will come through communication. Be careful when you're communicating because many times we, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. So we have to really be aware of that. That's right. And active listening is vital. So what I mean by active listening is... Putting all distractions aside, when there's, not, and, okay, so as women, we can be great multitaskers. We can do the dishes, have a kid on our, our hip, and be watching TV and listening to them. So, I mean, we could just do it all, you know, like getting all the things done all at once. But if there is a conversation that he is really wanted to share his heart, or he's talking to you about something that's really exciting him, and whether it's a golf game and he's explaining in detail how he birdied this and he eagled this and yeah, he keeps saying that. Double parred this no, no. and double bogeyed that. What? And <laughs> whatever it is, and I don't even understand it all, but it's important to him. And he'll even say, it's not important to you. I'm like, no, it really, really is important. But how he knows that it's important to me is all distractions aside. To make eye contact with them, to give them my full attention yeah. and letting them know. And this yeah. can be for your children as well, guys. This is really important that they have active listening so that they know that you really care about what they're talking about. Now, this isn't every conversation of every single thing of every part of the day because that's not even possible. But when you know it's an important thing to their heart, yeah. put your phone aside, put your phone down. Turn the TV off or whatever. And don't try to get their attention when there's a football game going on or there's something important going on. Oh, don't come that. in and try to have a really intense conversation during those points. Know the timing of things, knowing when to talk about things, knowing when you can have their attention and it's appropriate. Things like that yeah. are vital when you're having communication. And, and, and it matters. We were in a city last week, and my football game wasn't on. So I thought, Dave and Buster's has it on. So when she wakes up from her nap, I'm going to go to Dave and Buster's, but I want to tell her. So she wakes up, and I said, I'm going to go to Dave and Buster's because they will play the game there. I already called them. It's on. I know it's on 12, right? But um, I said, I know you don't want to go. So and she goes, no, I want to go with you. 
And we literally sat there, and she cheered louder than me, you know, because we won. And so uh, it, it's just those things that are important. Another thing, let me just say this to the guys before we move on. It's not just the guys, ladies, both. Don't hijack your spouse's conversation. This is important. Don't hijack your spouse's conversation. When communicating, you need to extend personal space, right? Don't attempt to finish their sentences. Mm-hmm. My wife hates that and well she should because there's rudeness involved mm-hmm. i'm a very progressive thinker so most of the time people are right here and i'm already thinking out here because that's what visionaries do we're thinking way out and i can tell her where she's going yeah then this and i know where she's going to say because i've lived with her almost 39 years and i know the way she thinks and i'm like yeah so and then the, 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 the. and she goes i know you know but i still want to say it so and hijacking conversations as well is him telling a story and I sometimes find myself throwing in the punchline or throwing in a detail that I want to get in there and he's like I really I wanted to tell the story It myself. happened yesterday I know. in the car with you I guys know, I turned and I said did. this is my story do you mind if I tell one <laughs> But it's just consideration for the other in communication is vitally, vitally Well, important. Proverbs 18, 13, I love the scripture, says answering before listening is both stupid and rude. <laughs> answering before listening is both stupid and rude. One more thing that's important in active listening is especially in heated moments or difficult conversations, think intentionally before you speak. Right? In fact, be slow to speak. James 1:19. look at this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm-hmm. We should be listening at least twice as much as we're speaking. That's right, because words point you in the direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. So it's vital that we have a consideration for each other. We're careful how we speak, what we speak, the tone that we're speaking in, the timing that we're speaking things. So we are going to go into the four L's. And this is where I want you to intentionally write these notes down. Super simple, but I want to give you the why behind it. Because these four L's lets us have a glimpse into our spouse's hearts. It actually opens them up to times and opportunities that they are going to share things in this time that you talk about your four L's that you might not normally take the time in your day to think about. You might not take time in your day to ask about. We go along so busy in our day that we go to work, we come home, we do dinner, we might sit down, watch TV, go to bed, and we do this over and over and over and over again. This just brings into our life a point of contact a point of caring about our spouse's day, but it actually brings intimacy into our relationship because we get to see some points and things that we're going to be discussing in just a moment of what's in their heart and what's in their life. And so that's why we intentionally do this. Yeah, and it'll actually change your day. It'll change the way you think through your day. It'll, it'll make you absolutely pay attention to things you've not been paying attention to. This is what I've discovered as a husband. All of a sudden, because we do this, it's made me think through the day, okay, I would have not normally noticed this or seen this, but now I'm more aware. I'm living more aware and intentional. So the first one, the first L. The question we ask. We ask four questions, usually at the end of the day, sometime throughout the evening, is first of all, what did you love about your day? What did you love about your day? 
And then when you're asking this, this is opening their heart to talk about something that was great about their day, something that was a highlight of their day. A lot of times when we come home from work, we've just gone to work, and, and you might even say, how was your day? It was fine. Well, what would you do today? I, I went to work. You know, it was a typical day. So this is just bringing a little bit more attention to specifics about your day that you can actually connect with. So what did you love about your day? And it's taking an interest in what your spouse mm -hmm loved about today so you can kind of get a glimpse into their heart a little bit more about details of what their life is like philippians 2 4 says don't be interested only in your own life but care mm -hmm. about the lives of others too yeah and, and appreciation put into action continues to foster love so when you have an appreciation for for, for instance the other day my wife came home from shopping and now she, we joke about women shopping my wife loves to shop but she's the most frugal uh, shopper in the world. And she came home and she was so excited because she had a bag full of clothes. And I was like, oh, what that cost? And, and all of a sudden she started pulling these things out that she purchased at prices I could not believe. So normally I could go, oh, great, you found some stuff. But this time I went, wait a minute, she really loves this. And I loved that she loved it. I mean, she was pulling this about, I got this one for $10 at my sister's closet, and, and I got this one here, $16. You know what this costs at the store? This costs like at least $68 at the store. The cheapest I found it, I got it for $60. And she was just going off, and I went, I am really enjoying this moment. That she was so excited, and I thought, I love that she loved. And it gave me Christmas ideas, because now I can just go to my sister's closet, and I just save money. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, that, that was a joke. But the truth is, it made me stop and appreciate something I would have probably never noticed. I could have been going, okay, cool, that's cool. Yeah, reading my notes. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's. I mean, it really just pulls you out to say, I'm going to take this moment. I'm going to devour this moment. I'm going to enjoy this moment. And at the end of the day, I'm thinking, when she says, what did you love about your day? I, I absolutely loved watching your heart today, that you got the things you wanted. You saved money, and it was like in your wheelhouse. That really lit me up. You know what I'm saying? It made me just love her, appreciate her in all kinds of ways. Right. I mean, like. Last night, we did this before we went to bed, and I, I just told him that I love being able to share with people our marriage and tools to help people get better. That's what I loved about my day. So it could be just anything. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could just be, you know, somebody uh, blessed you or somebody was good to you or you just found something wonderful that happened in your day and it, it just opens our heart. I heard a story, a lady walks into a counselor's office and says, so me and my husband, we have nothing in common anymore. I just want to divorce him and I just, I don't want to just divorce him. I want to hurt him. I want him to feel the pain that I have felt in this marriage and the counselors have a great idea. I want you to go home and for the next few weeks, I want you to treat him like you've never treated him. Treat him so good. Appreciate everything about him. Make him feel like you love him more than you've ever loved him. Let him know that he is the cat's meow. You just pour it on thick. And then at the end of those few weeks, when he says, wow, I can't believe this, you know, serve him, do the thing. At the end of those three or four weeks, you just tell him, here's the deal. You drop the bomb. I'm now filing for divorce. He'll know what he lost. So after a few weeks, she didn't show back up, and the counselor called her home and said, hey, are you ready to proceed with that divorce? And she said, divorce? I found out I really do love this guy. <laughs> so that appreciation fosters this love, this appreciation for that other person. So how often do we just drift through the day not taking interest in one another? Not really sharing life. Take time every day to discover a new love in your life, a new love in your spouse's life. The, the benefits are untold. I promise you, what did you love about your day will start great changes. That's right. The next one is, what was the low 
part of your day? Mm. What was the low part of your day? And this, you would think, oh, why would you think about something negative? Actually, this is one of my hardest things to come up with, but it, it's actually the part that I really love being able to foster the intimacy of seeing my spouse get vulnerable, of recognizing that there are low parts of their day that they would probably never share with you coming home from work. They would never share things that hurt them or brought pain to them or frustrated them or was miserable. They, they probably would never share that with you. And it actually fosters intimacy that he's vulnerable enough to go, yeah, this, this really sucked today. This is really a part that I did not enjoy today or this, this hurt my heart today. Yesterday he got a phone call about his mother and she's going through some um, mental and emotional things. She's, she's just dealing with a lot of health issues and, and it was just sad to watch him having to deal with his mom and knowing the aging process of what we're going to have to do in the next you know few months to have to deal with it. And, and it broke his heart and I don't know that he would have been vulnerable enough to share. He would have probably, yeah, I talked to my mom. But, but you know what I'm saying? When you off, offer the opportunity, if something happens even earlier in the day, you just forget about it. You just go on with your day and you, and you forget about it. So asking this question really opens up our hearts to yeah. each other. Yeah. And it allows us to carry the burden of our spouse's pain oh. or the frustrations or the things that they're dealing with throughout their day as well. Galatians 6, 2 says, share each other's troubles and problems, and so obey our Lord's command. And it, there's a, a simple saying of um, having a spouse is carrying half the burden so they don't have to carry the full burden on their own, something like that. Sounds right. Yeah, something like that to where they're not trying to get through life alone, that they know that they have someone here supporting them, loving them, praying for them, and they're, we're here to help them through whatever it's, it's troubles they're going It's kind of like hiking the Grand Canyon. We've hiked the Grand Canyon three or four times, and when we hiked the Grand Canyon because of chivalry, I'll just say, hey, here's a water pack. I'm going to put all your weight in my backpack, and so I'm going to hike these next 30-something miles with your weight on my back. And so you go through the process, you go through 30-something miles in a couple days, and it's a lot of fun, you know, and it, it, we have a great time. But I remember the feeling when I get back to the car and I take the pack off, you know, I just take that pack off after about eight miles out uphill. You take that off, and it feels like, it feels like you just float. All of a sudden, just, you know, like gravity let go. And, and that's really what it is when you carry one another's burdens. It, you're, you're taking that load for just that time, but you're going to make it. And when you let that go, you're, God's got you. You're going to feel the easiness of that because when you do it together, it truly, truly matters. And guys, let me just speak to you real fast because I think it's important. Many times as men, we feel as though, you know, we're the strength. We have to be strong. We're, we're the conquerors. We're the fixers. We're all this. During these moments, it's not the time to try to be a counselor for your spouse. Either direction. When they're sharing their low, she don't want you to fix her right then. She just wants to share something that bothered her that day, and it may be reversed. Girls, he don't want you to fix her. They're just sharing, or him, she, they're, they're just sharing a low part of their day. So to be vulnerable about pain and rejection, it feels weak. It's kind of counter, counterintuitive for us as guys. I feel like I'm being weak. I feel like, I, and we make jokes about it. Like I told the tables, I'm sorry, I cried like a little child. And, you know, I don't feel bad about that, really. I'm just joking because I'm doing anything for a laugh, but... It is that vulnerability right. that, we, that we show that is counterintuitive for us as men that we don't feel like we should. All right, so when you go into this time of talking together, guys, bring a needle and stick yourself in the, in the 
finger and you start crying, you'll really get brownie points with this. It's like, oh, it really. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it really does give the, the, the wife, guys, a perspective into your world, the part that she plays. You know, women want to know that, that they're needed by their husband and they play a role there, right? And we, we always think women want a gentle giant, someone that will be gentle with her but strong. But sometimes gentleness is the way that she needs to see you, vulnerable. And that low part that we share, don't park there. We don't spend a lot of time on it. In fact, she said it. We really do have trouble going, well, what was my low today? We, we don't feel like we have a lot of lows because we just love life. But we do want to share those moments. I already had my first low today because... We have this relationship that, that used to be so close, and through the, through the course of a loss of one of the person's spouse in the marriage, the other person kind of turned on us out of, a, out of something we didn't expect after 17 years. And so yesterday, her father passed away, and we've been vitally close. So I texted, I texted her, her. In fact, her daughter's still on staff with us. And I texted her, and I said, I'm so sorry to hear about your father. Just know I'm praying for you. Much love, Kevin. Just, just to reach out. So then I, then I text her boys, which are close to me. As a joke, they call me grandpa through the years. But they lost their real grandpa. And so I text them both, and I said, just want you to know, I, I'm sorry about your grandfather, praying for you, love you. And they both texted back, thank you so much, love you. But the text I got today was from the lady, the woman, and she said, um, just thank you for your condolences, but I want to let you know that we weren't going to tell my younger son until after his football game last night. Maybe you should have called and asked. Oh, crap. You know, I was doing it out of the goodness of my heart. So I just text back and I said, and, and really I was trying to mend a bridge even. And I just text back and said, I'm so sorry. Lesson learned. I will ask on such a weighty matter next time. I just assumed everyone knew and that was wrong of me. And so I'm sure that's going to be my low today. It just kind of hit me like, oh, I thought I was doing something good to heal this. And I know now you have assured my low, so that's my low today. I hope. I hope that's my low today. <laughs> God, let that be my low today. <laughs> and the next one is, what made you laugh? What made you laugh? Proverbs 17.22 says, A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. Mm. So we've already talked about needing laughter in your home and intentionality of laughter in your home. And this actually has a tendency, if you really focus on this at night and you're thinking, it rewires your thinking throughout the day because you're actually focused on and looking for things that made you laugh. And you, you remember things that made you laugh. And so it's so funny how we get to the end of the day. And a lot of, sometimes it's, it's the things, like there, there was one time we were sharing the four L's and we get to the last one and... There was a time that kind of passed by, and I'm sitting there waiting for him to answer, and I'm waiting for him to answer, and all of a sudden, he starts snoring. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you sit here and fell asleep during our four L's. I'm like, well, I got a new low of the day, but I also had a new laugh of the day, too, because we were laughing hysterically at each other. <laughs> so it's, it's just simply focusing on something that is good, something that made you laugh. You'll want to write it down, but it, it actually makes you just... Think about the positive things Sometimes that Sometimes even a day. sharing our laugh, we laugh so hard that we'll say, now I have a new laugh now because this moment laugh. right here. <laughs> we, we moved into a new home about 13 months ago. And, and I want you to share the story 13 months ago. The, 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 this one here, share the story. I thought you weren't going to let me because you were going to use it tomorrow. No, I'm going to let you share it tonight because it's funnier coming from you. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, I'll share this really quickly. We got to hurry. Okay, so we moved into a new house. We have seven minutes. The first day that we moved into the house, the people are helping us unload, and there was a big bush. And we have friends, by the way, is hyper, hyper, hyper scared of snakes that lived in that neighborhood and said, there's rattlesnakes, be careful. She and they already tell her, warned tell her. me, when you yeah. move up here, you're in the desert, because we live in kind of the mountainous area now, and she said, there's snakes, people see snakes all the time, they find snakes all the time. And so I was like, okay, and he came and, and kind of snake-proofed our backyard. Well, one of the guys said he saw a snake run into one of the bushes that was in the front of our yard, and it's a big, giant bush, and I was like, oh, great, I got a snake in the front bush of our yard, awesome. So the next day, I'm unloading things from my trunk, and I'm taking things out, and I, every time I walk by that bush, I'm looking at that bush, you know, I'm just walking past it. Well, I am carrying things, my hands are full, and I'm carrying things, and I'm walking past the bush, and I, and I hear like, a, a rattling, and I'm like, oh, my God, and I start, I mean, I am screaming, and I'm running towards the house, and the longer I ran, the, the faster the rattle got, and I, I looked behind me, and I was carrying a lamp, and it had the cord, <laughs> the cord was behind me, and it, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, if anybody would have been there seeing me, they would have just died laughing, and how stupid I looked running from my own cord, from my lamp. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, so she didn't tell us about it until the, we went to bed that night, and it, it, I laughed so hard it put me to sleep. I'm just kidding. All right, now, uh, number four, what did you learn? What did you learn? Mm, always something to learn, isn't There's there? Always, always something. For instance, my wife learned not to wait till I'm laying down in my pillow to talk about the four L's <laughs> because I will snore. I will Sometimes go to sleep. Sometimes we learn something from our low. Sometimes we learn <laughs> yeah. something from, you know, maybe even what we love. Yeah. There's, there's even lessons in some of the other four L's that we've talked about. So You know, some people are prone to think that um, learning is for school age, and that's a sad way to, sad way to think. You know, we should always be learning every day. Uh, one of my favorite statements ever in the world is one of the dumbest things a smart person ever does is stop learning that I want to be learning till the day I die something new. Philippians 3.17 says, Brothers and sisters, join together in following my example. Also learn by watching those who are living the way you, 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 we showed you to live. And so this, this also creates something in us that is great throughout the day. So now we're thinking about, you know, what, what, is my, what did I love? So I'm looking throughout the day about things that I love. What made me laugh? I'm looking around. You know, what was my low? I'm, I'm thinking, how can I share this with my heart being vulnerable? But what did you learn? That opens up a whole new dynamic in the world. Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking, wow, what is it I'm going to share tonight? And I'm thinking, what? what is it? So I view life differently. I, I see something now, and, and I go, I've never really known that. I never really understood that. And it'll even, it'll even cause me to think, oh, I can't wait to share. And sometimes it'll even make me think further in that, and I'll just keep digging to what that means ultimately. It's helped me in my Bible studies. It's helped me. I'll come during the kitchen and say, you know what I learned today? I'll tell you tonight. <laughs> you know, just like, because I see something new in the scripture, but I want to share it with her later. And I, I know that that's going to be a great time for us to really be on the same page. And I know she's busy at that moment. But it just opens your eyes. It begins to think, how can I share more details with my wife of things I'm still growing in? And it's so cool because sometimes she'll learn something that all of a sudden I'm thinking, I, I didn't know that. It's something brand new to me, and we'll have 
you'll be surprised, but sometimes in the middle of these sessions, we'll have 10 minutes on each one of these. Before we know it, an hour's gone by, and we've been sitting there talking and conversing. And this is one that's great for me because I am a lifelong learner. So she'll say, you know what I read today, and I didn't know I learned this. And I'll be like, dang, that's good. And she'll be able to tell me about the article, and it's kind of enticing. Or before, she'd say, you know, today I read this. And, then, and, and in passing, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. But now you're, now you're intentional. Now you brought this down to a point where like, okay, we're here to hear what she learned and everything she just said, I learned too. <laughs> That's for Nacho Libre. You know, everything you just said is my favorite thing to do. And so if we have you just walk away okay. with one takeaway, this is really important, the four L's. Put it in your phone because yeah. you might be traveling. You might yeah. be going somewhere else and it might not be right in front of you. Put it in your phone. I put it in my reminder at night because sometimes we can go three or four nights and go, oh, we haven't done the four L's. And it really, truly is something that will just snap you back into communicating in a better way together. And that's what we want more than anything is for you to live an intentional marriage, an intentional life, to knowing that you are with the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. Let's make it the best life possible. Amen. Let's do whatever we can Amen. to have the best marriage Amen. that we can. Amen. All right. They said 30 minutes. We did it in 28. <laughs> so now we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for y'all, then we're going to turn it back over to the powers that be. But just for right now, can we just pray? And, and uh, I'm going to pray just for a moment, and then I'm going to ask my wife to pray if she would, because she sees marriage from a different perspective, and I want her to pray also. So... Father, we just thank you that this last uh, couple days and throughout this morning, Lord, that we've come together intentionally to entice our spouse and ourselves to be closer and to just bring one another to a, a new level of intimacy and thinking through processes. Father, for those that are here that's taken the time, their, their most precious commodity, God, is time. And they said, it's important enough that this person I'm with, I'm going to invest in time to improve our life. Because God, as we know, uh, marriage, marriage never gets easier unless we're intentional about learning of one another, that we are the key to those becoming easier and more fruitful and, and more satisfying. So God, I pray that as we leave from this, Holy Spirit, you are our constant reminder. You said you remind us of things that the word speaks about. So in the coming days, weeks, months, and even years, let them remember the things that they're taking away today, God, that they can forever change their future and even future generations within yes. their homes, God, that they'll never be the same. Yes, Father, I pray right now that whatever they came into this marriage conference dealing with mm -hmm. and whatever they came holding on to, whatever mm -hmm. they came angry about or frustrated, God, I pray that you would Jesus. heal the areas of their mm -hmm. marriage. God, bring healing. Bring, bring just what only you and you alone can do in their hearts and in their marriage. Father, I pray that there would be complete, complete freedom. Freedom from past resentments, past pains, past betrayals, past issues in life. God, I pray that right now you would heal and you would bring complete change in hearts. Change their hearts and their minds like nobody else can do, Father. Mm -hmm. I pray that you and you alone are the foundation that they are going to build their marriage on. Yes. And bring strength and wholeness and freedom and fun yes. and all that you desire for their hearts to have. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And you know what? Here's a key. You might even try the four L's with your kids because it could actually open yeah, teenagers yeah. that don't want to ever talk to you anymore. You might even try it on them because it might actually the open up a conversation. Talk?
All right, let's give him a hand. Was that awesome or what? You know, I, that was, I mean, to think that that was all done in just a few hours, it's just really amazing. And also, not just what Kevin and Melissa shared, but what you have been sharing with other people and sharing with us. You know, I think when you listen to something so intensive, and of course, they do this all the time. I mean, that's one of the strengths of Kevin. It, and it, it's amazing how God can take the biggest wound in your life and make it part of your story, the testimony that helps other people. You know, you can, you can be hurt. And when that hurt first starts, it, it's painful. But then when it scars over, then it doesn't hurt. It's still there. But that scar becomes part of your testimony of who you are. And I know that listening, I mean, I'm sitting here listening. And, and you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And I thought, man, I just, I'm doing nothing. You know, in my marriage, man, I'm just, boy, I'm failing in this area, in this area, in this area, in this area. Right? I mean, some of you identify that way and think, man, you know, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just a loser in that. And, and it's easy to feel that way. It's like when you go to the gym and you see things you start with, but you got to think, okay, what one thing am I going to take away from this? What one thing? Let me start there. What, what's one thing that I'll take away from there? So I just, I just think that's awesome. So one of the things we want to do is that we want to give you some next steps. And so we've given you a little gift bag. So you want to look, look in there and, oh, you got something to say. Yes. First of all, you're not. I did learn something. But you're not a failure. No. You know, I, I've, I need to do better at all these things, too. And I've gone, we've gone to several conferences, and we've done conferences. But I'm telling you, that was so amazing, the whole thing, to walk away and go, we can do this. Uh, just a, I feel like the Holy Spirit gave me this for women. I don't know if you have one for the husbands. But um, I can't even tell you what proverb it is because there's several that say this, that a nagging wife is like a constant drip of water. And that's why they torture people with dripping water. So when we do the Proverbs together, we do our devotions together every morning. And when we do the Proverbs and that comes up three and four times, I feel a little like, oh, girl, you need to work on that. So for me, I'm, I'm going to stop doing the nag thing. And I'm going to do a lot of things that they said because we get caught up sometimes in the moment of he's not paying attention to me or he didn't hear me. Or, no, the bigger picture is I love him and I don't want to spend my life with anybody else but you. Same here. Same here. I'm going to spend time with you, not yes. me. That's been. And I think the takeaway that, and I had this written down actually, that I promise, and thanks to Sean, I think he's the one to say this, I've, I've, and maybe it's Thurman, the two of them say it different ways, but I promise to see with a different perspective, you know. I'm a fixer. I want to fix it. Let's get on. I'm not a counselor. If you come to me, I don't say, well, how does it make you feel? What do you want to do? I say, here's what the problem is. Fix it. Now go. It's wonderful, all right? And, uh, and I lose perspective sometimes. So I, I promise I'll do better with that. But now can we look in yeah. the next steps bag? Yeah, so take these out. You, if you haven't opened, go ahead and open. Um, we really, really believe in next steps. We talk about next steps all the time. So find this card first. Uh, it says nine ways to bless your spouse. Leave an encouraging note for them to find. Mm -hmm. How cute. Yeah. Complete a chore that they usually do. And thank you, Melissa, for saying, helping us remember to say thank you when they do the one that they always do. Um, send a flirty voice memo. Ooh. 
Be careful, though, because stuff goes into the cloud. <laughs> Send it to the right person. Flirty. Well, I'm just saying be careful, because once it's there, it's out for everybody. Feisty, feisty. feisty. Surprise them with a night out. Bring home a small gift. You know what the best gift he ever gave me was? I'm a words person. My love language is words. He filled up a jar with little notes of words for me and who I am and how amazingly awesome I am to him. And that was the best gift. So learn your spouse. Um, text them an encouraging Bible verse. Compliment something new about them. Practice some NST. Non-sexual touching. Is that possible? It is. It is possible. Some of you don't think it's possible, but work on it if you think it's not possible. No, don't pet me. Don't. Don't. Okay. You all work on that yourself. And then pray with them. We already said that. Now flip it over on the back. Flip it over on the back. And I'm the techie person, and I found this really cool way to make QR codes. Take your phone out right now. You're not taking a picture of this. You're opening your camera, and you're letting it scan. Thank God for COVID. It brought back QR codes. That's the only positive thing about COVID. Um, so take your phone out. Point it like you're going to take a picture. Point it at the QR code, and up pops a website. Are you there? Do you see it? There's three things under there. One is you're going to be able to download through the Word app. If you don't have it already, download it. And then you're going to search for marriage plan one through four and do that together if you can. Then you got to hit your back arrow, go back to that list, and you're going to do the five love languages quiz. If you guys don't know what each other's love language is, you need to find out. Because Pastor Terry is a gifts person. He loves gifts. He loves to get gifts. He loves to give gifts. I am not a gift person. I told you I'm a words person. So it's very hard. What happens is we want to love them in the way that speaks to us. But I got to get him gifts and he's got to give me words. So learn that about your spouse. And then the other, the third one on the list is the five apology languages. Oh, Same people came up with this, and this is crucial because he'll say sorry, and I'll say, for what? For what? Like I have to have knowledge. He, he, I have to know that he knows, and then how is he going to make restitution for it? He is a different apology language. He just needs me to say, I'm sorry. He's good. Okay. Awesome. So learn that about your spouse. That's very important. So that's what's on this uh, piece of paper. Then, what's next? Well, we have uh, several fill-ins that you can look at. We don't have to talk about those just to help you fill in. We sent you a picture of yourself from last night. That was a do-over, so you should have had a chance to get that right. It should say November, not October. And Lisa's going to post. It does. It says November. I know. I'm saying, hope you got the one with November. So she's also going to post those on our Facebook page. Oh, good. Okay. If you guys are, haven't liked our Facebook page yet, you need to go. Everything is TFH Leesburg, whatever you are, whatever social media you're in. So go ahead and like us. And then she's going to post an album of all the pictures of what happened. Okay, and then you have a great one, Father's House, little blue thing here. You, you think that's a chip click? No, it's not. It's to intensify your sex in your marriage. 
Well, I mean, it's like you take the picture and you put the picture and then you put it up on the fridge to remind yourself of how much you love. You dirty-minded people. I mean, how could you even think that? Wow. Sorry. Sorry. But that's, hey, that's that was. That's going to be my laugh for today. That's what I was thinking. But I want to, yes. Real quickly, so this little dealie is uh, some ideas for you um, that you want to do, and you're going to fill in the blank with that. Please do this. Yeah. Take this home and do this. Um, you know, it's important. Um, I, I can't say enough how impactful this really has been, and where, no matter where you are in your marriage, it can always get better. We always say that when we talk about a marriage conference. You can go, I've got the greatest marriage ever. Good. How about making it a little bit better? And one thing I want to share real quick, I felt, again, Holy Spirit, as we were praying and wrapping up, um, Melissa prayed that whatever hurts you came in with would be healed. But I really felt like there's at least one couple that has been through so much um, that if you're not careful, you can wind up going down the wrong road. So I don't know who that is. God didn't show me. But if it's you and you're here... Take everything that was shared with you this weekend and be intentional in moving forward. God said, the two shall become one and let no man, let no man put asunder what he has brought together. So there's a lot of um, stuff out there that's going to try to pull you apart, but hashtag same team. That's awesome. Would you mind standing? I won't keep you longer. And, and I'd just like to say just in some closing Thank yous. First of all, Kevin and Melissa, I've heard you guys do a lot. This was the best. This was the best. This was the best. This is the best. And also, I'd like to thank you who came and invested in your marriage. Thank you. Thank you. I know it wasn't easy. I know there's a lot of things that you would have you would have been able to do, but I just thank you. And you were so nice, even if you didn't like the rice dinner last night, you were so nice to smile and just nod your head. Uh, you know, when you have these things, we don't always like the same food, but I love it when I ask people, wasn't that good? And they say, oh, yeah. And, and at least it wasn't negative, like, I hate rice. <laughs> I hate ice cream. I hate Italian. I hate bologna. You know, it's just that, that nice. So that's really, I really appreciate you doing that. I want to say thanks of all also for Ben, for doing our sound for us tonight, last night, today. And also for those of you, some of you are here because someone said, I want to sponsor a couple that can't yeah. afford to come, and I, I'm just so thankful for those sponsors, and I'm just so glad that some of you haven't been around long, but you're here, and we're so glad, and I ask you to talk this up. Tomorrow at church, talk it up. Oh, you! I didn't see you at the uh, marriage. Oh, man, you missed it. You need to go online. You need to see that, and, um, and also... Uh, thank you for helping us reset up and get ready for tomorrow. And uh, Thurman Simone, you had something you wanted to share last night uh, before I was getting ready to go to. Come on. Uh, Simone said this was on her heart, and so I wanted her to share uh, real quick. And, uh, uh, and we're wrapping up, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to do that. So, Lisa? <laughs> Come on over.
so on behalf of all of us here at TFH, we know your story. And uh, Lisa did all of this so that your marriages can be deposited into, so that your marriages can make a difference in other kingdom marriages. And if you need to talk to Lisa to understand commitment, this is commitment to a true marriage right here. Just because some of you don't know, Lisa is married. How many years? 35 in two weeks. And her husband, JR, who we love with all of our heart, um, has been in a physical journey five years ago or so. He had a stroke, six years coming, and then he had a second one last year. So he's on the road back, but... Um, even to have come and sat through this wouldn't, wouldn't have been possible. So for Lisa to have such a heart for you and to pour out and to see what God could do in your marriage when her marriage, obviously her husband couldn't be here. So we just love you, Lisa. We love JR. And you know what? He's going to enjoy a whole lot better. They get to go to the mountains in a couple weeks. And he loves his West Virginia mountains. Love you. I always just say that this gets to be my job. I love you guys so very much and the fact that this is what I get to do. So I hope that you learn just one thing this weekend that makes a difference for you. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so if you have a centerpiece still on your table, there's a black table at the back. If one person from your table could just carry that back there. And then um, I don't know how to put this. You go from here. So Glenn and Bear are coming. They're not here yet because we told them noon. But here's what we would like to do. If you can stay and help. Yeah, we're going to pray. So let's not dis disband yet. Um, I'm going to ask those of you that can stay. We're going to close up the tables and we're going to roll them toward those double doors back there. Then hopefully they'll be here to finish the the instructions, but I have no problem telling you what to do if he's not. So anyway, let's get with your spouse. Let's get with your spouse. Let's look each other in the eye, face each other. I'll wait for you guys. Is everybody together? Okay. The first thing before we pray, just look into each other's eyes. Remember what brought you together and that from this day forward can be the best, the rest can be the best. Amen. In Jesus' name, would you want to pray for us? Oh. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for healing. I thank you for um, laughter. I thank you that together we're better and, and because we're one with our spouse, we're more sensitive, we're more understanding, um, we're not fighting, we're on the same team. And I thank you, God, that, that marriages are strengthened through this weekend, um, that we are more aware of each other and our feelings and our um, strengths and weaknesses, that we're here to help each other, and that we are an example to others, to young marrieds, to people that are thinking about getting married, and we're that couple that 
somebody would say, wow, that's a great marriage. I pray that my marriage can be that good. Not the one that they'd say, well, if that's marriage, I don't want it. So, Father, thank you that we are building your kingdom. We are looking to the future, and we are going to be able to speak life into couples um, that maybe need a little bit of encouragement, God. And so I thank you for, for deep down healing in our hearts, healing in our souls, healing in our minds, that we can just represent you well and uh, be the best that we can be in Jesus' name. We know you have been blessed by today's excerpt from Married People Date Night with Pastors Kevin and Melissa Goff. Here at TFH, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus and you're fulfilling a great marriage, go to thefathershouse.com slash marriage. Have a blessed day.